27-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Big Keith Trailer. Look at him rumble. Here we are again then, Utter Punch, just you and me. Same kind of moon, same kind of jungle. Real week number 11, gonna have me some fun. This is not Detroit, man, this is the Super Bowl. Touchdown! No! No! 24 yards in, oh, he hits the upright! It's no good! Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler of the history of the Chiefs! Utter Punts is an NFL podcast made by the UK fans of the National Football League. We're blitzing the conversation all season long. I'm journalist and Giants fan Liam Bradford, backed up by a Vikings fan that's growing smugger by the day. Dave Keane joins us from Birmingham. Hello there, mate. How's it going? Yeah, I'm loving a bit of Kirko Cousins at the moment. Smart. Much better than that Kirk Cousins guy we used to have. Kirko, knocking out everybody. 10-second ad-lib turned into 25. Alongside me here in Manchester is Ravens fan, the stat man, Dan. Gotta love the NFL, haven't you? One week on and all of a sudden it's a Brady Rogers NFC Championship game coming up. What on earth has been going on there? Absolutely nuts. We'll have a look at it as always. On the way, the big game reviews, a look ahead to week 11, our utter punts of the week and... We'll help you make some money with our big bet builder. Thanks for being with us, you utter punts. Right, beautiful work. Uh, how's everybody's week been? Dan, you had a good week so far? Yeah, it's been good. Recovered from Sunday, which was just a bizarre sort of witching hour, one of those classic witching hour Sundays in the NFL. And then the the nine o'clock game didn't, didn't disappoint either in, in that sort of respect. So recovered from that and, you know, cracking on, bolting on into week 11. All we go. Um, I've got to say that that is not the conversation that we had before we came on air. Dan was actually <laughs> very, very moody about several things that had happened to him this week. You've cheered up now we've started, haven't you? Yeah. Got to go over these things, haven't you? Got to get over it and move on, just like the Bills. Uh, Dave, how's your <laughs> week been so far? Do, do you know what, mate? It's been it's been productive in the office. Uh, it's been all right. And quite frankly, nothing's really mattered after Sunday night. That was crazy. I'm still drained now. It would be really, really good. And if I'm honest, I didn't really expect us to win right at the end like that. But, you know... We'll talk about this later and I'll carry on being smug as hell. Regardless <laughs> of the I noticed that you've taken down the Kyle Mond Appreciation Society website, Dave. <sighs> he hasn't. He's left it up. He's just he's just handed over I the leadership. I've, I've, I've launched the new one, Kirko Cousins. Kirko uh, Cousins. Clutch King. Um, uh, you know, the, 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 the fourth quarter top broke. There's many things we can say about Kirk, but a true vicious, but never were before. We are definitely not fun. letting that stick. We are not calling him the fourth quarter cutthroat ever again, <laughs> ever, ever. Uh, look, we're doing things slightly differently this week on Utter Punts. Uh, a lot of that down to um, just how mental it was in the in the last sort of. 48 hours Sunday into Monday into it was just completely nuts so we're going to do things slightly differently which means we're actually starting a little bit further on than we normally would
We are going to start, in fact, with week 10 in the NFL being completely mental. As crazy as a monkey on a tricycle is what I've got written down here. Here it is, all nearly all of it neatly wrapped up for you. That'll all become clear in a sec. Let's start the review this week, shall we, at Falcons at Panthers. And, uh, well, it didn't quite go as we thought it would, did it? It won't be the last time that the punts got thrown through a loop this week either. A 25-15 win for the Cat team against the Bird team. Donta Foreman coming off the back of yet another injury, rushing for 130 yards off 31 carries. That's the most by a Carolina running back in nearly 20 years. The Falcons are now 4-6, and six, which means the Bucks, with a record of 5-5, five and five, are alone atop the NFC South. Remember me saying that it wouldn't be the last time that the punts got thrown through a loop? Brady and the Bucks beating Gino and the Seahawks 21-16 in Munich. The Bucks found all of their big targets too. Julio Jones and Chris Godwin both caught touchdown passes and Leonard Fournette ran one in as the Bucks snapped the Seahawks' four-game winning streak. Cowboys at Packers next. Right, hold on. Why did Aaron Rodgers wait until this weekend to finally identify his new big play target? A 31-28 win in overtime means the Packers break their five-game losing streak and Rodgers threw three touchdown passes to rookie Christian Watson before a 55-yard drive to set up the field goal for Mason Crosby. Here's the rookie after the game. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, 12 and, and, uh, and uh, Matt both said... Uh, early i mean we're, we're gonna come back to you uh and i mean obviously you know that that hit me at home uh, obviously you know i knew i know that those are plays i can make um those are plays that you know i make every day at practice and and just something i know i'm capable of so um obviously you know just ha having that uh, to fall back on just knowing you know i'm still in it uh, we're still good they still got faith in me uh, means the world Chargers at 49ers and finally we're back on some solid ground with a well-predicted win for the Niners and although it wasn't the blowout it promised to be it was still one that we got right so we'll take it as much as we thought we might get a glimpse into the Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey offensive future of the Niners it was actually the ever reliable defense that got it done in Santa Clara a 22-16 win leaves the Niners one spot behind the Seahawks having played a game less Commanders at Eagles, Vikings at Bills. Look, there was just a bit too much going on in both of these games to put them in the roundup, so stay where you are. The punts are going to talk about them properly. Uh, yeah, it seems to make sense for us to talk about them absolutely as it's supposed to be. What are you laughing at already? Just some behind-the-scenes work going on with me and Dave at the moment. Oh, is there, is there, is there some texting happening? Oh, just to, just sent me a love heart. That's how happy we oh, are. Oh, no. What have you two been planning? Uh, where should, should we start at Commander's Eagles and we'll just make Dave wait a little bit longer uh, to talk about Vikings at Bills? These two games were completely mental. Mental, Dan. Yeah, we... we we th we thought the commanders would keep it close, and then we because we thought they'd take the run game away from the Eagles is what we thought, and make make the Eagles a bit one dimensional. They also took away AJ Brown. I think he had one catch, um, which did put them under pressure. But ultimately, the Eagles didn't get enough plays in the game. The commanders controlled the clock, they controlled the the, the time of possession, and they they just kept the ball away from the Eagles. That said, 
Um, you, you're probably two. You're probably one bad call and one one terrible fumble away from the Eagles winning the game anyway. Despite that, um, it, it did expose the flaw in the Eagles, though. So the, the flaw in the Eagles, without Jordan Davis, and we spoke about it on the podcast, was that, that they can't stop that central run without Jordan Davis in the team, and he's not going to be in for a few weeks yet. And the Commanders ran through them in that line, um, and they've got Jonathan Taylor coming up this week, so it, it'll be exposed again. You would, you would think. But the Commanders had a great game plan, and in, in, in these games, you don't have to be off your game much or have too many bad calls go against you or bad things happen, like the Quez Watkins fumble when he catches the ball and he's wide open, and they're going in to, to score a field goal there and win the game. For him to bounce up and then fumble the ball, those things happen from time to time. The, the Dallas Goddard fumble when he's clearly being face-maxed and, and drops the ball, those things happen. You've got to get over it. The Eagles are the better team. There's no doubt about that. They're a good team. Actually getting a bloody nose this time of the season is a bad thing, but the game was the game was brilliant and Heineke is fun to watch regardless of what you think of him he's fun to watch and he knows how to win a game because he knows how to get the ball to his best player which is Sarah McLaurin Dave uh, Taylor Heineke is a gamer he, yeah. I, I think I think Dan called him Brett Favre light or a touch of Brett Favre about him last week uh, he will do what he thinks he needs to do in order to try and get his team back in the game and he can be trusted to put himself on the line um he was on the Vikings and he actually had the opportunity to be the starter when Teddy Bridgewater went down and missed out on it because he put his foot through a glass door having got locked out of his apartment on holiday because he was the one who should break them back in he puts himself on the line for people in silly ways but the the, the Eagles have come out of this game weaker than when they went into it Dallas Goddard is now on injured reserve I don't know how long he's going to be on there for at, um, least, at least four weeks. Yeah, it kind of opens up that division again uh, to an extent. Um, I don't expect the Eagles to stutter too much, but it can have an impact. And they've been poor in second halves of games all season. I don't think they scored any points when they played the Vikings either, uh, when they absolutely hammered us in the first half. Um, and these things can catch up with you if, if suddenly your strength goes away, if suddenly you can't blow someone out early. And then you still got the bad habits in the second half where you're not making half-time adjustments, maybe. Um, it, it can start to turn around on you. But I think the Eagles have, have got a good enough head coach and a, a really good coaching staff. I think that they will start to make these second-half adjustments and probably get stronger as the season goes on. And as Dan said, it <laughs> it's probably not a bad thing to get a bloody nose at this point in the season. Uh, at least it's not happening later on when you, you need to win. So we'll see. You've uh, you've preempted the question that I was going to ask there. So instead of asking it, we're just going to move on. Don't forget to uh, like and subscribe, get stuck in, share it with a friend, all of that jazz about the podcast. And you can stay in touch with us on the socials. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, the best places to do that, at UtterPuntsPod on Twitter, at UtterPuntsUK. On Instagram, that's where you'll find all of the details that you need to know about any bets that we've got, anything that we're uh, we're putting out to you, and how to get in touch if you want to have your say on any of the subjects that we're talking about. Right, it's time. It's time to talk about potentially game of the season, definitely catch of the season, right? Yeah, unbelievably. That Diggs catch was absolutely class in that, that one. It, it was incredible. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're never going to see a better catch from that. Oh, yeah. give it a minute. <laughs> it, look, let's take it, from the, let's take it from the top. This was wide open, Dave. From the beginning, they, these two just went at it hammer and tongs, didn't they? 
Um, they were better than us in the early going. I mean, we, we scored on our first drive, did our customary shut down, not being able to move the ball. Somehow, uh, uh, there's just leaders all over the team at the moment. They're, I think there's so much to be said for a head coach who gives room for people to step up and lead themselves. Kirk does things in his way. That's, that, that's not really who I'm talking about here. He doesn't do anything wrong, but and, and you know, he's been playing well. But Patrick Peterson... What a leader. Zadarius Smith, what a leader. We already had Eric Kendricks. We already had um, Harrison Smith in, in the secondary. And now, I mean, Harrison Phillips uh, played against the Bills and had an astounding game. I mean, it, he was integral to so many big plays and kind of went unnoticed. But that was all, a little revenge game for him, I guess. They didn't consider him good enough for a second contract. I thought he was brilliant. Um, but it was a weird game. I mean, the, the, the Bills got away with having 12 men on the field for a play, which pretty much like meant that we couldn't win the game late. Um, things seemed to go in their favours to get it to overtime, including the, the, the catch by Clay Davis, which clearly wasn't a catch. Um, although, as Dan put in our WhatsApp chat, uh, the floor did a good job of catching it. So, <laughs> you know, one of the swings and roundabouts, but it, it was unreal. And and babe, the Vikings do this to you. It's why I'm glad I picked them, even though we're probably never going to win anything because it's the Vikings, right? The, the the Minneapolis miracle was was special. There was a, a series of ridiculous feats in this game from both teams, and it was such a good game to watch. Uh, the Bills can't compliment them enough. Two years in a row, they've probably been in game of the year. Um, and Stefan Diggs, what an absolute diamond, what a star. But <laughs> Justin Jefferson, Spider-Man? Like, how do you do that? I still don't know how he's caught it. Dan, you're, you're a neutral. What did you make of this this game? It, it was nuts, wasn't it? it was, it's the wrong sport, but it's the ultimate game of two halves, wasn't it? The Bills were the Bills were dominant after the Vikings first drive. They, they've commented. They, they, the, the Bills put them right in the box and looked like the a championship team against a non-championship team for, for large swathes of the game. And, and I wonder if they just got a bit complacent. Certainly, Josh Allen, he, he, he was putting passes out. He didn't need to make those passes. And they were going for they were going for passes when they should have just been taking three points, but they were trying to put a nail in the coffin, I think. And they, they got a bit overconfident. Yeah. That, that's how it looked as, as a neutral. And in, and in these games, you know, you, the Vikings, we you say what you want. I mean, we I, we tip them for the for the North because the talent they've got, if they stayed healthy on offense and defense, you know, Dalvin Cook, Angela Johnson, great, great combination in the backfield. Kirk Cousins, stable, top 12 quarterback every year, in and out. Has good games, had bad games, but he never really kills you. Um, good line, good defense. Harry Smith, Harrison Smith, um, Patrick Peterson, that, and they're, they're, and they're wide outs, you know, their offensive weapons now with Hawkinson. You know, you've got Hawkinson, Thielen, You've got um, is KJ Osborne. You've got yep. Justin Jefferson. I mean, they are they are loaded on every single aspect of the of the field. So if you give a team like that any sort of chance, there, there's a chance that those sort of special players will make special plays. And I think the Vikings did that, and it, it seemed to give them such belief that they weren't put away, that they somehow were still in the game, that they then just started taking their chances. And at that point, the Bills looked like they really crumbled under the pressure a little bit, yep. not for the first time. And 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 it's something we haven't seen from Josh Allen really for a couple of years but it's he did look a bit like his old self um has to be said my my cousin is a he's a bills fan he was traveling into europe at the time and he and he 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 sort of fears this from josh allen in in big spots in big games and, he, and certainly in playoff games he fears it um and it, it came to fruition a little bit on 
on Sunday. But what a game to watch. I mean, what, what a reason to watch the NFL. It's just a fantastic sport. You never know when it's done. You're hooked every week now because someone else can do that. And these 17-point comebacks this year are just something you, you've never seen before. It's, it's, it's every week. Someone's coming back from 17 points down every week and, and, and turning it around. And it's, it's fantastic to watch whoever's involved. It's just a great sport. It, it, it's been great. Can we... Um can we just, before we go any further, I know we've sort of spoken about it briefly on two occasions, but can we just go over that Justin Jefferson catch, right? If you've not seen it, just type <laughs> Justin Jefferson in on either Instagram or Twitter. You'll find it straight away. It's the top video. It is the most unbelievable piece of athleticism you will see arguably in any sport in 2022. It's astonishing. It's yeah. the hand strength and the, the ability to prevent that ball from hitting the floor when you actually come down and watch it in slow-mo he lands on his own head yeah and still holds on to it with one hand having ripped it away from a defensive back who has two, two hands, hands on, on the yeah. ball uh he was a full stretch in much the same way Diggs was earlier in the game I mean still what a catch from Diggs that was unreal and then Jefferson just does the same thing but this time under pressure from a defensive back I it, mean for- apparently Cousins in the uh Huddle before that throw, turned around to Jefferson and said, if a play breaks down, be ready. I might just throw it to you. And Jefferson went, okay. Yeah. For me, it was, you know, you talk about great catching in the NFL. You've got the Odell Beckham one-handed catch. Fourth the... and 18, then. Fourth and 18. Uh, and that's that, That's the key part of it. It, was, it was, wasn't just it was a great catch. We're not talking about a first and 10 here. We're talking fourth and 18. The game's over if he doesn't catch that. And he's got no right to catch it. Two <sighs> things. One, he's playing, that's my ball, you're not playing which is just a mindset that is phenomenal. And these guys have that in them. Um, importantly, he made two more catches after that on the same drive, which were equally, equally brilliant. I mean, the, the yep. one on the goal line is just an know. unbelievable catch because he gets smashed as soon as he gets the ball and he holds on. But you, you, when you talk about great catches in the NFL, you talk about Odell Beckham, one-handed catch against the Cowboys, and you talk about David Tyree, you know, the helmet catch in the, in the Super Bowl. Yep. They're the other two that stand yep. out to me. And Jefferson's was a mix of both. He, he he almost you know one handedly pins it to something to just keep it off the floor. It, it was it was it was unbelievable. It really was fantastic to watch. Magic magic stuff. So obviously we've done things a little bit differently this week because we don't normally review games. Normally we do all of that sort of wrapped up in the package, and um, we just thought that this week it was important not to do that. This week it was important to make sure that we spoke about those games absolutely brilliantly. But that does mean that we're now at the point where we do need to preview the games and some of the stuff that we've already talked uh, spoken about is is going to come up again in just a few minutes time so on the way on utter punts we are going to be doing the game previews uh, we are going to be talking about the nook and broom we are going to be talking about how you can get a free pint uh, in Bramall in south manchester very very shortly don't forget like subscribe share with a friend utter punts pod and utter punts uk uh, that's on twitter and instagram <laughs> Right, okay, so let's take a look, shall we, at the games that we want to preview this week. We always do this every week. We look at the games that are going to be on the TV. We could sit here for an extra 45 minutes and do every game in the NFL. We've made the decision that actually the ones that you can watch, the ones that are available here in the UK without you having to fork out masses and masses of money for a a Game Pass subscription or, you know, whatever it might be you will be able to watch these on your sky tv if you've already got a sky sports subscription we're going to start with the thursday late game titans at packers as we heard in the roundup aaron Rodgers may just have found a target man that he can use dave he was 
he was actually surprisingly good at rallying his side to a victory last week. Okay, so first of all, Cowboys <laughs> had a lot of injuries in their secondary. Second of all, Aaron Rodgers is still class. Like the more Packers fans get on his back and blame him, and you know maybe he doesn't deal with the inconsistencies and the Ill, frankly illogical decisions that are made by that back office. And it occasionally gets him down. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still going to find a little bit of magic from somewhere. And he can do it much better when they're actually running the ball straight up the gut of, of the Cowboys, uh, preventing probably the best pass rusher in terms of talent in the league, Mika, Mika Parsons, uh, from actually getting any pressures in the game. Um, it's probably not sustainable for them to the same degree. I think that Mike McCarthy still played into their hands. I don't think it was a particularly good decision in overtime in that game. Um, and, yeah, it, I, I, I don't think that the, that the Packers are going to be bouncing back in too big of a way. But it's still Aaron Rodgers. He'll probably sneak into the playoffs. He'll probably be the Vikings versus the Packers in the first game of the playoffs. And they beat us. And it's all a bitterly disappointing season. Oh, man. You've depressed me now. Yeah, we did nothing. Like, you sent me, sent me off on the train of thought, man. I've come to the natural Vikings conclusion. I'm sorry, Vikings I, fans. I, you know that's going to happen. Forget the Vikings fan. You need to apologise to me and Dan for having to listen to that diatribe when we never even asked for it. First things first, you'll only, the Vikings will only lose to a team with a good pass rush, and the Green Bay Packers haven't got that. So don't, don't worry. You'll beat the Packers. This shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, one game doesn't change anything. And they were, they were getting wiped off the face of the map by the Cowboys with 12 minutes to go. It was 28-14. The Cowboys were doing at will what they wanted to do. And um, yeah, he, fa he found a bit of magic. But Christian Watson dropped three passes on the first drive, which were absolute shock as he was wide open. And they had no choice but to keep going to him. So I think they found it by accident. I don't think Aaron Jones is 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 fully healthy, although he did have a good game. It doesn't look, doesn't look right. And the line didn't look right still. Um, and their defensive line looked awful. Um, so... Just a, a bit on the Titans. The Titans never get any love, do they? Like they, you know, the number one seed in the AFC last year. They've been whacked a couple of times this year by very good teams, but they they haven't been they haven't been healthy at all. Um, so Tannehill's been in and out of the game. They've had a rookie playing. Um, their last six games, they've conceded 17, 17, 10, 10, 20. That was against the Chiefs and ten. They they don't give big points up the Titans. Whoever they're playing, wherever they are, they're not easy to beat. They should have beat the Chiefs two weeks ago. Let's let's have yeah. no let's have nothing about it. They lost twenty seventeen in overtime. They should have won that game, um, and they haven't given up twenty points against anybody else, or twenty points in in regular time for the last seven weeks. I don't see them giving up it here. This is going to be a twenty seventeen game either way, and I'll take Titans with the points all day long with Eric Henry. Thank you. Um, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah, I think um, I think what's interesting for me is that when you talk about teams getting love, they're quite unfashionable, aren't they, the Titans? Derek, oh, very much so. Derek Henry gets plenty of love because he's a monster. He's an absolute animal, and therefore, as an individual, he stands out. But actually, he's backed up pretty well by a team that, you know, steady away and sometimes slow and steady wins the race. It, it is. They're, they're, they are, I would I would argue and say they're probably the best, consistently the best coach team in the, in the league. And they're, they're overcoached. They overperform their positions massively. Um, Derek Henry wouldn't be Derek Henry if he didn't have the line in front of him and, and yeah. the, you know and the people around him to get and the people to make the space. He is a, a, a specimen, but everyone it was knows kind of proven last season, wasn't it? When yeah. he got injured and they were still able to run the ball effectively, but he still gives them another gear. 
I mean, he is an impressive unit. The, the, the guy's just, he's intelligent as well as huge. Um, yeah, which means <laughs> that they're not just hard to beat on defence, but they can hurt you on offence. And I think that's, they are they are balanced. And with Tannehill, Traylon Burks was back last week. So they drafted Traylon Burks, the rookie. Um, as he came from Arkansas, did he, Dave? Um, Yeah, I think it might have been. Somewhere like that, wasn't it? He, yeah, and he's, it, it, he's been injured. One of those he's, he had turf toes, so he's been out for teams. six weeks. He was back last week, and I think he might give them a bit of a dimension on on offense. The, listen, the week before, their wide receivers had no catches uh, two weeks ago, not one. And last week, at least, uh, I think Nick Westbrook had a couple of catches. He's got a couple of touchdowns, and Burks looked good. So if they can get a bit of balance, on, you know, sort of longer downs, it'll help them. But for me, the the, the, the point spread's wrong. The, the Packers are favorites. Don't get it. Um, Titans plus three and a half points. Derek Henry to get over 115 combined, five to four. I love that. All right. Okay. So predictions and bets time. Then that's what we do every game that we preview. We give you a prediction on who we think is going to win, and we give you a bet where we think the value is going to be. You might have already had a bit of an insight into where you think we're going to go with this one. Dave, Titans or Packers? I've had Titans with the points, and you were right about Arkansas. I checked. Uh, Dan, Titans or Packers? Go Badgers. Uh, I'm going to go Titans plus three and a half. Uh, I'm going to go Titans too. So value for money. Uh, Derek Henry, 115 yards total. So passing and receiving. Uh, sorry, rushing and receiving. Five to four. Um, or you just go Titans um, plus three and a half. But I, I think I think I'm they're going to keep Derek running it down the Packers. Yeah, exactly. no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, license to print money right there. Uh, right, moving on. Sunday six o'clock is Eagles at Colts, but that means that we get to bring you. Uh, our partnership with the Nook and Broom. The Nook and Broom is a pub in Bramall, which is in Stockport, which is just south of Manchester. Uh, they're belting. Really lovely group of people, uh, but they are also an NFL venue, which is why we're partnered with them. So they will show the 6 o'clock, 9.25 games. The kitchen will be open if you want to go down for your tea for the early game. Won't necessarily be for the, for the late game. But every week they do an offer. So, for example, last week, anytime touchdown scorer... Uh, we pick the touchdown score. If we get it right, you get free beer. Now, bearing in mind that last week we picked from from, from the Bills Vikings game, yeah, a, a defensive <laughs> turnover touchdown, and it came in, yes. ladies and gentlemen, and it came in for the Vikings, Dan, the for the best, Vikings, the best pick <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Absolutely astonishing. Uh, what's the deal with the Nook and Broom this week, Dan? Touchdown scorers again. Um, they're, they're quite happy for us to keep getting it right, I think. So they're just going to keep pumping us in. So we need to find a touchdown scorer in the Eagles v. the Colts. Um, I've got a bit of an idea on that. And then obviously one in the Cowboys-Vikings, which I will probably let Dave pick, I think. Right, let's go Eagles-Colts then. Let's talk about the game. Eagles bouncing back from that defeat. We were talking about whether or not they would uh, they would benefit from getting a bloody nose last week from the Commanders. Is this the game, Dave, that they bounce back and... and put a right leather in on the Colts. I was speaking to Dan about this earlier when he proposed a bet on this game and I'm, I don't know. See, the thing is, <laughs> I want you to the, things, the, the, the thing is, and this is the thing, <laughs> the Colts under Jeff Saturday are undefeated. <laughs> You're only as good as your last game and the Eagles lost. There's a little bit of a momentum swing. There's far too many points in, 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 go, go, going towards the Colts in this. When I they've just put Matt Ryan back in, they've got Taylor hit 
over 21 miles per hour for the first time this season and he hadn't been getting there he did it like six times last year so he's finally hitting his first gear he's he's finally hitting his first gear again like (laughs) Matt Ryan had a 39 yard run I I don't want to call it outright but I should have called the Vikings outright over the build I should have called the, the, the commanders outright over the Eagles I bottled it and went with the points Kino, you know that phrase, don't you? Shoulda, woulda, coulda are the last words of a fool. You're not wrong. So this time around, uh, I think Caleb will be my nomination for the anytime touchdown scorer, and I'm going to go with the Colts score. I, I, I knew that that was where it was going. You absolute mentalist. That, that is surely that. Talk some sense into him, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to this time because <clears throat> every week I, I send Dave a bet that I'm dead confident on, and he sends one back and goes, oh, I'm not sure about that. And all of us, and every now and again, it's, it's a bit of self-doubt creeps in. I go, Has he got a point? So I research it. This week, he's, I put the Eagles in. He said, no, I'm not having it, mate. The... One of those runs, Matt Ryan ran, did a 39-yard run against that Raiders defense. That's yeah. how bad that Raiders defense is, right? <laughs> yeah, but, but no, no one was on him. Like, uh, how many people would well, you, bother to you allocate put a defender? Anybody, would you? Because he's 55 years old and he's a exactly. wooden donkey. Um, but what, do, you, do, you, do you think that the Eagles are suddenly going to decide that they need to leave a linebacker on quarterback snake the whole time because no. of that 39-yard? Exactly. So but it's I, still possible again. But I do think the Eagles are slightly better than the Raiders. Um, slightly. And uh, as, such, as such, I, I, I can't see anything other than it. The, the, the Colts will, will run at the Eagles, but surely after what happened on... My, my thinking is, any sort of coaching staff, and I think the Eagles coaching staff is, has got some talent, they, they, will have looked at, they will have looked at Monday night and gone, well, we need to fix that, don't we? Because we've got Jonathan Taylor. So they'll have a plan for Taylor. They have to have a plan for Taylor. I know it's a short week, but they've got to have a plan, and they've got enough talent on their line to stop Jonathan Taylor, because everybody else has managed to stop him so far this year. Oh, okay. Do they have enough talent on their line to stop him when? Well, Jordan you can put Montez Sweat as you know. You can put Montez Sweat in there to to fill the line as as a blocking linebacker and take him out of the game because what else are they going to do? Oh, so really, you can, you they're going to send Matt Ryan on design QB runs. <laughs> I mean, it's obvious, mate. I, 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 this is. No, no. <laughs> but let's put let's put a stop to this. And actually, actually, it's nonsense. And actually, well, you know, we've talked the last few weeks about some double figure handicaps like the Commanders and like the Titans at the Chiefs. Uh, this isn't anywhere near that. It's, it's five and a half, um, which I think is cheap. I think by the Eagles, cheap. I don't know what they've what they've really done the Eagles to deserve to be disrespected like that. But they're they're by far the better team. Uh, Stephen Gilmore a played three well. Three to one on though, man, and it doesn't feel like they're a three to one on team. Well, last week they were the they best team in the NFL, yeah. so, and the Colts were the worst team well, in the NFL. The last, hiring the a host of the Commanders—that's what they've done to be disrespected. I think. I, I mean, think losing a division game in like in that fashion, in the fashion they lost it in, as we discussed, I think is. I think I give them. I, I'm going to give them a pass until they show me something different. Uh, and I'd not given the Colts anything. Um, they might have had a one-week boost. Their line definitely played better under Jeff Saturday. There's no doubt they they played better. The defense actually showed up. Um, Stephen Gilmore made some plays. I mean, you forgot he, Indeed. Didn't, he even forgot he was there. And my, my my thinking on this game is that Stephen Gilmore will probably try and cover AJ Brown because the the game plan from the Colts will be well the Commanders took AJ Brown away and the Eagles struggled right, so they'll probably try and take AJ Brown away. I think Devonte Smith's gonna have a massive game and I think he's my tip for touchdown scorer. All right, okay, so let's get predictions done first. Jeez, Dave. Um, 
Eagles at Colts. Dan, Eagles or Colts? Eagles 37, Colts 17. All right, I'm going Eagles as well because I just can't see how a, a slightly hurt Eagles side is going to do anything other than snap back at the Colts. Dave? Dallas, Dallas Goddard's now on injured reserve. Who else have they got? A tight end. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with my position. You're going Colts, I'm, aren't you? I'm happy going with the Colts. Outright. Oh. All right. I don't even need the points. Uh, we'll do the anytime touchdown scorer. We've got to make a decision on that in a minute. First, the bet. Where do we think the value is? Well, it's hard to say with Dave being in such a mood, isn't it? But um, <laughs> I, 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 I saw the Eagles minus six and a half and over 45 points in the game at three to one. Because I, you know, you, you sometimes you, you take a bird team over a cat team, but you definitely take a bird team over a horse team. I mean, yeah, 100%. It's a horse. I, Silly. Yeah. Backing horses is a mugs game. Absolute yeah. mugs game. Uh, Okay, so anytime touchdown scorer, AJ Brown. No, they'll take him away. That's that's the point. So they'll take him away. So you go Eagles run team. So you got Sanders, Gamewell. Oh, I I think Devontae Smith because I think he'll be open. I think he'll run wild in that in that in that backfield. But I'll uh, I'll bow to knowledge. It won't be a turnover this one. Dave, uh, Matt Ryan, forty mm. yard run, scramble from halfway. <coughs> I, I I think the. In all seriousness, Brown, Brown's still coming back from injury and he's not quite right yet. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd probably go with Liam. I think you're right, though. They might well see him as a bigger threat and send coverage his way. If we're going to go with a wide receiver and we're going to go with an Eagles player, against my sage advice, um, then then I would probably go with Smith. Um, so, yeah, go with that. All right. So, Devontae Smith then. Cool. Thanks, Dave. Magic. Um <laughs> Look, bearing in mind that that's taken us like three days to get through Eagles at Colts. Like, that's the kind of mood that he's in. It's a great game. I just want to talk about one of the other six o'clock games because I think there's an opportunity for everybody here if they get on quick. So the the Bills Browns game in Buffalo, there's going to be it's going to be a snow game. Thirty seven inches of snow. Yeah, expected. Yeah. So my my cousin's obviously over here. In, is obviously his family are back in. They're in Buffalo, and it's coming. There's no doubt. The bookies haven't changed the line. You can get forty one points under um, in the Bills Browns game. Mental. So on Skybet, and I've checked other sites as well. No one's moved the line really yet. You can move it up even and get four to seven under forty four points. Um, I'm lumping on. Get, yeah, get I'm, I'm just yeah. logging in right now. To be honest, on the, on the app. I, I would guarantee that by Saturday, that that's that line's 37, 36. I mean, it'll even maybe come down lower than that. It'll come down lower. Yeah, um, those snow games are a nightmare, especially in Buffalo. Um, so yeah. that, get get on the in that six o'clock game. That's something we're going to put in our treble as well, even though it's not a Sky game because we just think it's it will be on Sky because they'll keep showing people doing snow angels yeah, and stuff. Of course they will. But um, yeah. yeah, under I mean, under points in that place. I, I don't think you. I mean, they say oh, 37 inches of snow. Look, just, just to be absolutely clear, that's just over three feet of snow, one meter of snow. That would mean that you couldn't open your front door without and get out of it. That's that's the level of snowfall that we're talking about here. It's absolutely nuts. And you have nuts. fairly gusty wind as well, so you you cannot throw the ball in that game. And actually, it might might play probably into the Browns' hands that they're they're sort of set up for that sort of game. Um, and actually, you can get two to one on the Browns plus 7.5 on Skybet. Browns plus 7.5 and under 47 points is a is a 2 to 1 on Skybet as a as a match combo. So I I'd, I'd, I'd stay to that as well cuz if if Bills might win, but it's a, it's one of those games that doesn't matter. 
Good stuff. Moving on to the 9.25 game on Sunday is the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. They're on the television again, Dave. Um, never off TV. It's because you're so good, clearly. Um, we need uh, to talk about the game. We need an anytime touchdown scorer, Justin Jefferson, and we need uh, <laughs> and we need a, a, a bet. So, Dan, do you want to go first? I, I don't really. I think both of these teams are lined up to get beat in the playoffs quite quickly. Um, who do I who do I least believe in the most? I suppose is the question. Um, the Cowboys, I, I've not liked them from the start, and I know they've had a good record, but they've not beaten anybody. And when they play somebody that's even got half of it a threat, they get they get shown up. And Green Bay beat them, so they can't be that good. The Vikings can't beat anyone with a decent pass rush. Buffalo caused them endless problems in the first half, and they had half their pass rush missing. So Vikings have got flaws, which actually Dallas might be able to expose. Dallas got a decent pass rush, except when they play the Packers, apparently, where it doesn't it disappears completely. Just don't think you can trust either of these teams. Um, what I do trust is that the Vikings have got firepower and the Vikings can score points. And I think that makes them favourites for me. And they're not. Cowboys are favourites, unbelievably, considering what the Vikings have just done. Um, give me the Vikings all day long. Yeah, it's two points, isn't it, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, so the, the Cowboys lost an overtime game to the Packers. The Vikings won, uh, you know, a surprising emotional game. Normally in the NFL, the team coming off a high point loses and the team coming off a low point wins. It's weird how it works that way, but it just does, uh, particularly when the Vikings are involved. Um, I can't I can't really see us winning an eighth game in a row. Can you? Yeah. Eight games in a row? How, yeah. how are I mean, Dallas going to beat you? All, but all within a single score. And it's almost like they're resilient. It's almost like they've got the, you know... With soon to be reigning head coach of the year, yeah, I'll go with Vikings. Why not? I um, I asked Dan to go first because I thought he might wind you up. But instead of that happening, what we've just had literally no pushback at all and total agreement in everything that he's just said. Uh, fair enough. Well, uh, I, look, I mean, I, I tried. I, I tried take... to come up with a way of arguing with what he came up with. But my okay. What I will say is this: CD Lamb came out in the same draft class as uh, Jefferson. CD Lamb might well be wanting to prove a point after Jefferson's heroics last week. Uh, Dak might want to be trying to help him out. Maybe yeah, CD Lamb's a, a touchdown is, candidate. Tony Pollard definitely is against that run defense. Is Dak to CD Lamb any more potent than Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs? Are you just beat? That that's my point. Is what what can what can Dallas do that that Buffalo didn't just do, and you just beat them? And and surely Buffalo Buffalo are better. So. You know, if take out the fact that you you don't think they can win eight on the rounds, bounce. If you just look at form and the team, who, who's the better team? It's the Vikings. There is. Um, we, we've definitely got the best head coach. I agree with that. There but. is one hundred percent something that you haven't taken into account, and it's because you've been sold. They, they Are you have, talking Kirk? I am talking about back. eventually a return of the Kirk. Eventually, Cousins is going to go peak Cousins. And Did you not see what happened against the no, Bills, just, mate? No, just, just... I mean, he threw two picks he should never have thrown. Like, apparently, we're good enough now to overcome refs and Kirk Cousins, which but, is why Kevin O'Connell's coach of the year. But, okay, so here's the here's the holy trinity of death to Kirk Cousins, okay? Nine o'clock game in the UK, terrible. Primetime standalone game in America, terrible. Lights are on. Pass rush against a decent pass rush, terrible. Expected to win. Terrible. This is the Kirk Cousins Holy Trinity of Doom. That's the We're only an thing underdog. that could stop you. 
That I mean, that was four things. That's that's worse than a trifecta, isn't yeah. it? Uh, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Quadrupeds. Is that such? Is there such a thing? Uh, right. Picks. We'll picks. 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 Cowboys or Vikings? Dan Horton. Give me the Vikings. Yeah. Purple. Give me the Vikings as well. I can't see any other result. Dave. I don't need to contribute. You're just saying <laughs> things that I like to hear at the moment. Look, he's so smug, drunk on that Viking juice. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Clearly had too many horns of mead. Dave. Giant's milk. I think I think there's a decent bet in this game, which is um, both teams to score twenty points. Because um, I think it might just it might just open up later on, and that's that's six to four on Skybet. So both teams to score twenty points, regardless of the result. And actually, that's probably safe because it's. It's probably not something you'd bet on really as an outcome. Cool. Right, moving. Uh, Any time touchdown scorer. We didn't do that, did we? Dave? You think Tony Pollard? Uh, yeah, if we're going to go with a Cowboys player, it'd be Pollard. If we're going to go with a Vikings player, I mean, Jefferson only got one last week. <laughs> what about what about the tight end, Dave? Against the, well, the Cowboys? Yeah. Against yeah, Cowboys. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. We're going to probably try and get him a ball more. He was reliable when we threw to him and got fouled a lot in the uh, yeah. in the I, red zone. I, I like TJ rest, as you know. well. Yeah. I'll go with Hawkinson. All right. I'm happy with that. TJ yeah. Hawkinson for the nine. I'm pretty sure we're going to have game. seven different touchdown scorers anyway. Cause it's going to be kind of a point, yeah. Many, many. <laughs> uh, right, this is an opportunity. Sunday late game. Um, it, it's an opportunity for us to explain how the picks for TV work more than more than anything else. So this game at the time of recording, is everywhere as the Bengals game. Okay? But it's not going to be the Bengals game because the TV companies have done something called flexing out and they've changed it to the Chargers Chiefs. Dan, can you explain what that means and how that works? Yeah, so every every year, but the TV companies get a contract with sort of which games they can show. So some of them have Sunday night football, some have Monday night football, Thursday night football. Uh, Some of them have the 6 o'clock games, 9 o'clock games. Um, the, the the company with the rights to Sunday night football have the right to flex it a, a game in and out with, with permission of the NFL. Um, so nobody really wants to watch the Bengals smash the Steelers. I'll, I'll watch it because it's funny. Um, and they get the chance to move the Chiefs charges into that prime time slot instead. So that's what they'll do, and they'll do that. Late, they'll do that as the season goes. Um, so that the Sunday night products that you've got to remember that the Sunday night late game here, the one o'clock in the morning Sunday night Monday morning game, is the American prime time game. That's America's game of the week. So it has to be it has to be a headline game. They want to make it a great game because that has to be a great product because that's the most expensive product. Um, so that's your that's your twelve thirty Saturday kickoff. It, it's it's always good games. Or, yeah. or the Sunday four o'clock Premier yeah. League game. You know that's that's the one. That's the game of the week. So interestingly enough, next year they're going to be able to do the same thing with Monday Night Football, but Absolutely, they can't yeah. this year. Yeah. So what that means is they flexed out um, Bengals Steelers and Not Bengals. In in its place, they've put Chargers Chiefs. Now, that's um, that's a. You would have looked at this at the beginning of the season. I'm going to qualify myself. You would have looked at this at the beginning of the season and gone, "Oh, tasty old fixture, tasty old fixture." Now looking at that, and I've got to be honest, I'm I'm looking at a fairly one sided affair, aren't we? The, the Chargers aren't doing as well as we thought they were going to do, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs are just better. Dave, you're laughing at me already. Go on. Same as last week, mate. Straight away, as you go, we're just looking at a one-sided affair. I'm like, I'm not sure, mate. And the reason I'm not sure is because the Chargers' backs are now against the wall. They're going to have to produce everything in their playbook to try and get a result because otherwise the season's slipping away. They're, they're falling to, what, five and four now uh, in, a, in a tough division that they need to get 
a win from somewhere. If they go to 500 at this point, um, and I don't think that Herbert's ribs are getting that much better week in, week out. They, they could be in trouble down the stretch. Um, I think they're going to throw everything at this. I, I think you're going to see them gambling on fourth downs. I think that the analytics will probably be thrown out the window and Staley will be coaching from the seat of his pants and gambling on pretty much everything. And I think that gives the Chargers a chance, but it could go very much the other way as well. So well, that, really, really tight or a massive blowout, yeah. Last year, the Chargers swept them. Just checked it. So the last four games have been Charger, uh, Chiefs 27, Chargers 24 in Kansas City. Um, in overtime last year was um, Chiefs 34, Chargers 28. That was the Travis Kelsey game, if you remember, when he scored two, two late on. And then the two games before that were Chargers 30, Chiefs 24, Chargers 38, Chiefs 21. They, they, they play them close, the Chargers, because they, they, they go toe-to-toe with them. So Herbert is, is that confident that he'll go toe-to-toe with Mahomes. The, the problem this time is there's no Keenan Allen and there's no Mike Williams still. So that they, they haven't got anyone for him to give the ball to, really, on, on, a, on a long-term thing. Although Allen is questionable. He might play. Yeah. He's not been right, has he? All year, he had a hamstring going into the year. They, I think, they tried to play him early, and he, he's not, he's not come back from it. So, wh- whether they need him in this game, I think they do, because I think if they lose this game, I think they're in trouble with the playoff run, especially with where the AFC East is looking. Um, they, they can't drop sort of two games behind the Patriots and Dolphins and, and teams like that. Uh, so they need to go all out to win the Chargers, and and they'll they'll have a go at it. And I think there'll be a lot of points, but. The way the Chiefs are looking at the moment, I mean, I'm sat, I'm a sat here as somebody that back to the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl and looking, feeling fairly confident with myself at the moment. And the way Kadarius Tony's joined the Chiefs and just yeah. picked the ball up. I mean, there was a catch at the weekend, if you saw it, where he's adjusting his gloves as the ball's in the air and then jumps up and catches the ball. I mean, that is <laughs> that is some sort of legend. But he seems to have got the thing where, and Tyreek Hill had this, where, where Mahomes scrambles, and he scrambles a lot, that they don't run the normal routes. They do like an air, air raid drill, so they all just run in different directions. Now, Tony seems to have picked up where Mahomes wants him to run without sort of communication. That 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 is going to hurt people down the stretch. He's going to have a, a big impact for the Chiefs, I think. And Juju Smith-Schuster might be out. He got a bad hit to that the head. That was terrible, yeah. It was, a, it was definitely targeting. They were, they were trying to take him out with dirty. But, um, so I think Tony will have more of a role to play, plus Kelsey, plus MVS, uh, plus Hardman. Plus the yeah. 17 running backs they've got. I mean, it, it's hard to see the Chargers keeping up with it. The Chargers' defensive line hasn't is injured as well. Joey Bosa's still not back. Hard to see anything other than it, other than history tells you the Chargers will, will, will drive them close, but give me the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs for me as well. That would be my prediction. So Dan's gone Chiefs. I've got John. I've gone Chiefs. Kino. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Chargers plus points. How many points have they got? They must have a good few this on, time around. Only six. I'll still take it. Why not? I think they're going to play them co- close and with the points. Yeah. I mean, take it either way. Chiefs to win or, or Chargers with the points. My favourite thing about doing Utter Ponts is you never know which Dave Keane you're going to get. Mm. Some days you get agreeable Dave. Some days you get confrontational Dave. And this week we've got contrary Dave. And it's it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. You wonderful ginger human. <laughs> I, I, I do apologise. No, don't apologise. Like, I, I just you feel like you. this time around, let's put the chips in the table and uh, make sure that regardless of what happens, we can claim that someone got it right. <laughs> That's it. He's playing the system. That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, look, finally, and we are running out of time, so let's do 49ers at Cardinals. Uh, the Niners, even like we said, I said in the um, 
in the package even when you think what you're going to get is a an insight into that fantastic front line that they've got and Christian McCaffrey going nuts and Debo Samuel back and it's all going to be offense, offense, offense. Actually, it was the defense that won in the game and I, I have a funny feeling that they're so good on both sides of the ball at the moment, the Niners, that the Cardinals are going to struggle here, Dan, aren't they? The, the Cardinals would will, will struggle against themselves. They're that bad. <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know, they yes, they they beat the Rams on Sunday. Well done, you, you, John Walford and the and the banged up, you know, Rams. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're done. The Rams, they're absolutely cooked. Um, the Cardinals are, are, are a bit of a joke. I, I don't know what they're doing well. I, I, they're, um, they're they're a hard watch. The the Cardinals and the, and the Niners to me look like a proper grown up professional team heading into the playoffs. And I know their record doesn't quite show it yet, and they're sort of in the mire of the NFC, but. For me, they look like a team that can go all the way. Um, they're, they're, they've put, they've almost put Christian McCaffrey on ice. They've said, right, we've seen what you can do. We're going to hide you now until sort of December, January time. We're not going to play it. Elijah Mitchell, their initial first running back, lead running back for the start of the season, was back at the weekend, and he, I think, he rushed fifteen times for eight to nine yards. So they ran, they just ran him as a hammer. Uh, they didn't need to use McCaffrey. Debo came back, but they didn't need to use him at full strength. So he's had a bit of extra time to rest. They've got Kittle coming back. Their defense is starting to come back. So. Um, Fred Warner was back, although he got ejected from the game for a fairly ridiculous sort of hit. Uh, but he'll be back. That that front looks good. The, the secondary looks good. This Hafanga fella in safety just looks an absolute phenomenon. Does he like Troy Palomalu playing at the back there? Um, yep. I, I don't see a weakness in the 49ers other than the quarterback. Um, but I think even with those talent, I think with those players around him, I don't think it needs much of a Jimmy G average game for them to, to, to score 25 points a game and their yeah. defence won't concede that many. So they're a balanced team. They do everything right. They're well coached for me. Niners, um, probably the probably the safest bet of the week, I would think, which means they're going to get beat. Dave's got a look on his face. There's a look on his face. That's just something I'm saving for for a little bit later <laughs> on. Is he just holding fire for nominations in a little moment? Are you, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> you going to go with anything different to what Dan said for the Niners Cardinals, Dave? On this occasion, I will be contrary by not being contrary. I love the fact that you are being so non-conformist. Well Selective done. contrarianism. Uh, I'm going Niners. Dan's going... Niners. And Dave's going... Niners. Yeah, all the way through. Where's the value, Dan? Um, there isn't much, really, because the Niners are favourites and they'll win. Um, Niners to win and over 43 points is the, is the line, which I think is just over even money. That's probably worth a go because it's a standalone game on Monday night. Lovely stuff. Uh, that brings us to our bet of the week. You two have been conspiring in the background. What uh, what have you come up with this week? All for the good of the public. Yeah, you say public. you say that you say that, but I there has been a conspiratorial edge to the pair of you for no, this podcast. So we've gone. Um, <laughs> we're on Skybet. You can get under forty four and a half points in the Buffalo Cleveland game as an alternate match points two, which is eight to fifteen. We've gone over thirty nine and a half points in. Vikings Dallas, so yep, four points in the game, and we've gone the Chiefs standalone, no points, no nothing against the Chargers, um, and that pays just under three to one as a treble, which I think is beautiful. Take that all day, wonderful stuff. But I, I'd get on quick because that, that yeah, Bills that line's going to drop, drop yeah, like a rock. Yeah. Uh, right as we get there, the hooter goes for the two-minute warning, and it brings us to our utter punts of the week nominations. Where are we, Dave? He's absolutely desperate. I'm going to make him wait. Dan? (laughs) (laughs) I was desperate to hear Dan. Do you want me to go first then? Yeah. All right, I'll go first. I'm going to go with Brad Rogers. He was the referee in the Chiefs-Jags game this weekend where Juju Smith-Schuster got that 
clear mm. targeting helmet on helmet tackle from Andre Cisco. Uh, he went straight into the fencing posture as well, um, which is that thing where if you have a, a trauma to the brain stem, your body sort of completely Jesus. tenses up to prevent you from getting any further uh, any further injury. He then even came out afterwards. Rogers, Brad Rogers, to say after discussion on the field, the two officials came in and determined that the defender had set and braced for impact and hit shoulder to shoulder. They didn't feel it was a use of a helmet foul. Clear targeting, clearly should have been dealt with, clearly wasn't. Brad Rogers, utter punt of the week. Go on, cool. Dave. Do you like me to think? I'll go next. Okay, so we, we, I nearly brought it up in, in, in the conversation about the last game, but. It's utter punt of the week, but I also find it hilarious. So we've mentioned it in the past that there was uh, a certain quarterback who had to have it written into his contract that he had to do homework, film study for four hours a week. Uh, that was then removed when it was pointed out to the public and it was considered embarrassing to both the Cardinals and to Kyler Murray. Uh, but the new Call of Duty game out, the new Warzone is being released this week and Kyler Murray somehow has a mysterious hamstring injury. And I can only assume... <laughs> <laughs> he's sat on Warzone with his pals. I mean, it's not his fault. He's injured, but hamstring injury? Yeah. Well, I'd love to know what great tear that is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's my nomination, Kyla, because I'm pretty sure oh. you've got to jump on Warzone and basically you are spending your time grinding guns, um, much to the detriment of your football team. And I, I think this. that you know you got a big contract. You know Kingsbury is more likely to be sacked than you are to be moved out of the club. <laughs> so you can take this year off and just play Warzone 2. I Carry on, the, mate. I, I love it. I love this zero evidence-based... Oh, just... none at all. Just, just just a massive leap. I and think... it's all allegedly and I kind know, of... Actually, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to jump on Warzone and just keep playing until I find him. <laughs> I think that's what we're going to do. Uh, Dan, your nomination? My nomination is Liam Bradford. Oh, what have I done now? So during the best game of the season and uh, the highlight of one of the greatest catches we've ever seen, yeah. I'm going to read you the text oh, from the group. no. <laughs> Which what starts are you off doing? With, I can just fade you out. That's It's just going to be much easier. Starts oh. off with Dave Keane, holy F. Um, me, that's, Taylor, that's David Tyree level. I think that's as good as I've seen. Wow. Oh. Liam, explain it. Wife took control, and all of a sudden, I'm a celebi's on. <laughs> Rest my case. I've got, I've got. It's like, it's like you don't own a PC. I've got nothing. <laughs> this is just no, no excuse. I'm, I'm so, I'm so tense. <laughs> See you later, Dave. Thank you very much indeed. It's appreciated. Pleasure. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, and an out and out, a punt of the week is definitely me. See you next week, <laughs> <laughs>